Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Sound like a circus guy? Catholics and convicts. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning into the Big Honker Podcast. We really appreciate all the downloads. Uh, our giveaway is over. We've got a winner. You going to talk about him? You've got, the, you've got the name written down. Tef London, Tef 383. London 383. On Instagram. Donovan Healy. Healy, maybe. I don't know. We can go back and look at it later, but we do have a winner. Thank you to everybody that participated. It was on Instagram. It's been going over two weeks, and we finally have a winner. So they've won. Mr. Donovan has won two days out here at the Big Honker Lodge, two dozen dive bomb silhouettes, a Pacific custom call, goose call, and a case of Boss shot shells. So thank you to everybody that participated. All right, uh, this podcast is brought to you by the one and only Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. It is not too late. Actually, it is prime time to start looking at this fall and winter. And when you're booking those out outdoor adventures, waterfowl hunts, please look us up. Stanfieldhunting.com. You can call us. You'll even get to talk to Jeff. 940-658-3172. Who answers his own phone. Answers his own phone. The books are open. I don't know. That's one thing that bothers me. When outfitters post on Instagram, the books are open. Motherfucker, the books are always open. Yeah, I've never... If somebody's wanting to send you a fucking check, you're going to take the check. So don't blow smoke up my ass. The books are open for 2020, 2021. Fuck off. No, I did not book some hunts until i mean i got the dates down but i didn't jack with invoices or anything right but they but, act but, like you can't book a hunt yeah you i promise book you a hunt you, whenever they're gonna take your don't money don't give me that bullshit books don't are, give me that books are open books are open 20 2020 2021 fuck off you can book a hunt anytime of year <laughs> if you want to book a hunt for 2030 i'll sell it to we'll you. sell it to you <sighs> this podcast is also brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries, the best silhouette on the market. DiveBombIndustries.com. Dive Bomb Industries on Instagram. They're the best. They're what we use each and every day. Silhouettes, Silla Socks, the way to go. No more full bodies. It's a thing of the past. Go skinny. Think skinny when you think this waterfowl season. DiveBombIndustries.com, and they can hook you up. We're also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. Bismuth hits like a freight train. Turkey season's coming up. You can get the Boss Tom. 410, 28 gauge, 2012. Yeah. Well, any of any of that uh, smaller gauge load. They've actually got a, a contest going on. It's a photo contest. You, uh, It's a 410 challenge. Go get the Boss Tom 410. Roll your turkey up with the 410. Take a nice picture and go to their Instagram. They can explain it to you. But it is a fun little challenge, and it is one that I will be participating in. Got some 410 loads sitting in sitting on the desk over there. BossShotShells.com, and it obviously it's not too late to start stocking up for this waterfowl season. Bismuth hits like a freaking freight train. It's the only way to go. I use it each and every day. BossShotShells.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Duck. The 2x4 blind is a game changer because most waterfowl hunters are a little bit overnourished. The Lucky Duck 2x4 fits these overnourished guys easily. Four of them. Four of them with plenty of elbow room to spare. Put a heater in there, maybe a little cooker. I don't know what you got going on in your hunts. But it's a game changer. So if you're in the market for the best blind out there that a waterfowl hunter can use, go to LuckyDuck.com and get the Lucky Duck 2x4 blind. They've also got turkey decoys. They're kind of a one-stop shop over there. And they've got some great products. So go look them up at LuckyDuck.com. 
We're also brought to you by Pacific Calls. The boys up there know what they got going on. The best spec call that I've ever blown. They've got a hell of a lesser call if you're into that sort of thing. And they've got turkey calls. They've got diaphragms. They've got box calls. Whatever you're looking for, the boys at Pacific Calls can hook you up. Go to PacificCustomCalls.com. Use the promo code BHP25. Save yourself some moolah, some green. And you can save 25% at checkout by using our promo code BHP25. Save some money. Go to Pacific Custom Calls. Get whatever you're looking for for this year. My favorite, the Looking Glass Duck Club, Mr. Logan Pyatt. Who's going to be sponsoring our next big giveaway, which we'll do sometime in May or June. Sometime in May or June we'll be doing another one. It'll be a five-man, two-day goose hunt, lodging and meals at the Big Honker Lodge with Logan Pyatt and Andy Shaver. You can't get into the Duck Club, but you can definitely get some nice apparel. They've got a cooler out right now. They've got jackets. They've got hoodies. And it's all, all of them are the same. They've got the old boy with the scope on his shotgun or rifle <clears throat> trying to shoot those ducks. Love it. Hence the name, Looking Glass Duck Club. Look them up on Instagram at the Looking Glass Duck Club. Pretty simple to find. Last but not least, we're brought to you by the best wine on the market, Texas Wine, William and Chris Wines, and High Texas, you're Texas under, Grapes. You're under quarantine? Just have them ship you a case of wine. That's right. That's right. Quarantine makes no difference when you're a boozer. You'll figure out how to get it to you. <laughs> They'll ship it to you at williamandchriswines.com. Go through their collection. I'm a fan of the Skeleton Key because I eat a lot of red meat because I'm a fucking American, and that's what you're supposed to do. Red meat and red wine go together, in case you didn't know, Jeff. Uh, that's what I've heard. Yeah. So, Skeleton Key is my favorite. Try them all. You decide. Williamandchriswines.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the Big Honker Podcast, we're joined by Troy Rushlow. He is from northern Vermont. Kind of on, he says he sees Canada from his humble abode there in Vermont, and he's pretty close to New York. Waterfowl hunter there, great podcast, great guy. Really enjoyed talking to him. Talked about everything waterfowl hunting, deer hunting, maple syrup. Interesting guy, lives in a very interesting part of the country. Uh, and we really appreciate him coming on, and we appreciate you listening. So anyway, hope you enjoy it. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. I'm Jeff Stanfield. I'm Andy Shaver. On the phone with us today from upstate, well, it's not upstate, he's in Vermont. From Highgate, Vermont, Mr. Troy Rushlow. Did I get the last name right? That's right. Now, spell your name so everybody out there will understand why I was confused, concerned <laughs> about spelling your name. It's uh, last name's R-O-C-H-E-L-E-A-U. There ain't a son of a bitch in, there ain't a son of a bitch outside of southern Louisiana can pronounce that. No, they ain't getting that. It, it, I've only heard probably one person that could randomly get it right, a stranger. Did oh, you, did the you hate it? Could. Did you hate it when the sub came in high school? I they would fuck up my last name. 
I was always. Oh yeah, even the regular shopper. teachers couldn't pronounce it. It took them days. <laughs> you you do you see the sub and you're like they're and, gonna and fucking even butcher. in my area there's a, there's an American way to spell it. It's the R U S H L O W, and I've almost wanted to just be like I'm just gonna spell it this way. <laughs> that's, that's how that's how I'm gonna spell it from now on. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, yeah. So Troy. <laughs> Where is Highgate, Vermont, exactly? So everybody that knows a little bit about geography will know where you're at. I am in the northwest corner of Vermont, so I'm Highgate actually borders Canada. I can I can almost see Canada from my house. So it's a beautiful place and, there. And that'd be Quebec. Uh, and then I'm probably 15 miles east from New York. I get. I bet in the fall it's absolutely beautiful there. It's beautiful here. You have the covered bridges and stuff there. Oh yeah, we got covered bridges, all the leaf peepers you could think of. <laughs> Are they a pain in the ass in the fall time? They just people everywhere oh, taking terrible. pictures. It's terrible. You do people always talk about the mass holes, but those Canadian, those Quebec drivers, I tell you what, man. Well, if you see a fat guy in overalls with a white goat next year with a real good looking blonde that probably looks like a prostitute since he's with him, that will be me and Michelle if they're looking at leaves. I'll be looking for you. <laughs> Have you been to Vermont before? Your little trip, you didn't stop through Vermont, did you? We went to Bennington. Okay, so you're way south. Yeah, Th- okay. That's the only place. That's, Vermont was the only state I haven't been to, and so we knocked it okay. out. And, I, and we just went over for a cup of coffee into Bennington. Now yeah, I'm on the complete other trip. We, we would have went to, if, I, if I'd done my trip all over again, I'd have went up to Burlington and cut across to Lake Placid, just because I'd like yep. to see Lake Placid. I don't know if there's much there to see, but. Big part of history. I Lake like Placid is beautiful. I've been there a couple of times. It's probably two and a half hours away from me. Yeah, see, I, I would have wished I would have went there. That's pre- pretty yeah, country. Lake Placid's an awesome little town. All upstate New York's pretty. So do you, do you hunt in New York or do you hunt in Vermont? We hunt both, wherever the birds are. I had a guide from Vermont that used to work for us, a guy named Jamie Holstein. Do you know him by any chance? Jamie Holstein? That sounds familiar. He, he, I'd have to look him up, but that does sound familiar. I'm more of a face person, but he, well, he's not real pretty. <laughs> he, he used to. Uh, he Jamie's a pretty neat story. He worked for us. He was a trust fund baby, I guess I could say. Can Andy? Yes, that's an accurate description of him. And um, very hard worker, a very very nice guy. But he was he went to when because I'll never forget this when Payne was born. He asked me, he said, "Well, how long are y'all going to keep him for?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, when are you going to send him off?" I said, I guess I'm not understanding what you're meaning. Well, to school. I said, well, probably when he graduates high school. Oh, you, you're not going to send him off to school like when he's five or six to boarding school? <laughs> no, he's our kid. <laughs> fuck. You know, keep an Indian Zach also. It's part he, of the deal. His parents, they sent him to Chicago, didn't they? No, his. that's where they ended up. I think his parents, I think that's where actually where they grew up at. His mom was a reporter. And his dad was Sun an attorney? Times. His dad was an attorney. And when he was like five or six, they shipped his ass off to boy school. To boarding school. <laughs> oh, boy. But he, he lived in Vermont, and he used to guide. I think he had a Vermilion Guide Service, maybe was the name of it. I can't remember. He's he's big into dog training, I know. He married a painter lady. No, they're divorced now. Well, he married her. Yeah. She was a famous painter. And, um, oh, sure. He, he, was, he was a very wealthy kid, but he worked hard, and he was a really a nice guy. Very nice man. Yeah. But he was from Vermont. Yeah, you'll find a lot of hard workers up here. He he was a hard worker. Like, he had a house painting party one time when he built this new house. I'm like, what? Yeah, you just, you know, you buy a keg of beer and you invite all your friends up to come over and paint all weekend. I thought, fuck you. I wouldn't want to be your friend. <laughs> it will sound like no kind of deal to me. Uh, but, yeah, you'll find two two very unique people in Vermont. You'll find the hard working, 
uh, I guess you could say rednecks, or you can find the Bernie supporter down in Burlington. So I would say Jamie would probably be a hardworking Bernie supporter, though. Yeah, because he 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 was yeah. kinda, he was pretty liberal in a lot of his thoughts and stuff, but he was not a uh, he he worked hard. He didn't want to hand out or nothing like that. But he didn't understand he didn't understand poor people. You know he he didn't yeah okay he didn't understand that even if some people work their ass off they don't have nothing because they just didn't just you know they make small wages and anyways that's yeah, a whole it's di- a tough loving in Vermont it yeah. is it's a whole different deal but anyways so um, but I know the waterfowl hunting's good up there so y'all shoot y'all shoot a lot of bit y'all shoot just ba- basically big geese don't you what's that I you broke up a little there y'all shot y'all shoot mostly big geese right. Yeah, yeah, we shoot a lot of big geese. It's hard to get into the lessers here, for sure. You'll see them, but it's it come late season when they knock you down to, to two birds a limit, and goose season now ends November, the first week of November here. Your, your that season just started ends? last year, and it, it'll blow your mind. After November, after that week, it, there's thousands of geese. It's nuts. I don't know what's going on, but. So your season's done, done, first week of November. For geese, it is. And then. You can still hunt ducks until December 31st, but then you're getting the diver season mostly. You'll get some big mallards and blacks here and there, but it's mostly divers. When does your goose season start? September 1? September 1. That's your residence. All of September until the 25th is your residence season. Uh, You kill eight. Uh, We do pretty damn good in September. Uh, After that, we really don't. It's... It's hard up here because you have one one cut of crop. You go out south where they they plant corn twice a year because you you only get corn out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they plant it once here and it is here till probably December, depending on weather. You don't really get to get in the cornfields much. Huh. So where? So you start September and and then after September twenty fifth, it knocks you down to two two geese. Two geese. Starting on the first week of October. Oh, okay. And they do they do a split season here, which is really weird. So they got, I don't know if you've seen a map of Vermont, but you got Lake Champlain, which borders Vermont and New York. It splits it splits us. That's the Lake Champlain zone is on the lake. And then there's an interior, like an inland zone. That's open from first week of October all the way till first week of December, usually. You can kill ducks at any time there. On the lake, they do a split season. So it opens in October for a week, sometimes two weeks, depending on the year. They keep changing it up. And then it closes on the lake. You can't hunt ducks on the lake for three whole weeks. Ooh. Yeah. And that's when they start piling. Mostly divers? uh, Oh, yeah. We get some divers. Mm -hmm. The problem we have now with this long break is it gets cold up here. Yeah. And last year, you couldn't get a boat in, in the lake come the sec the, the the real opener of duck season when it was open for you know a good month or two you you had a hard time getting a boat in the lake it was it was froze up pretty good oh that's gotta suck so bad you just see them out there living rent free exactly so you got which i i like to say it, it, it keeps the diehards in business because we have no problem going out with a chainsaw and opening up a, a boat access but it, it really kills the numbers of hunters and and the experience you get to have when it shuts down for three weeks and it, everything freezes up. Mm. Now, do, do, but it all depends on the year, too. You know, I mean, sometimes it doesn't, it, it'll freeze in October for great sake, and sometimes it, 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 it'll it be 60 degrees. 
What, what I found interesting about the country that I drove through, which was the Buffalo, Troy Buff, to New York to Buffalo area, that area in Syracuse, was that where the Erie Canal was, I don't know what river that is it runs through, but I'm assuming that stays open a lot. Does it freeze up also, or does it does it stay open most of the year? I I don't travel much down there, but they're not much different weather wise than we are. So I'd assume I'm assuming it freezes up, and we've got a pretty big river here that runs through our area that flows pretty well, and that freezes pretty well. So I would assume down our area it freezes up pretty well too. The the thing I noticed was but they have a lot different they have a lot different season dates and stuff like that. They're open a lot a, a little bit more than we are. That was there. There's not a lot of big fields like where we are. A, a big field up there is 80 acres, isn't it? Yeah, our big fields aren't very big at all up here. Yeah, that that was the difference that I really noticed that, that there wasn't a lot of big fields. Now, do y'all shoot a lot of black ducks where you're at? We shoot a decent amount of black ducks. Yep. You killed two a day. Y'all kill anything weird? Y'all kill any? Um, what, what's the weirdest thing you've shot in a field up there or in a, a water up like shoot some <sighs> sea ducks? Yeah, there are some people that kill sea ducks. I haven't. They see them. Uh, we don't see a lot of branch, so that's kind of like a special little treat, killing a branch here and there. Um, you kill golden eyes? Gosh, we kill a lot of golden eyes. See, that's, that's something down here. That's, up here. That's a real trophy down here. We don't have them very often. Yeah, yeah that's the main squeeze up here. Those are and The bigger golden eyes really a pretty big bird, too. If you're able to, to get out, in December, late December, when things are really freezing, that's when the big greater golden eyes come down. And if you can get into some of them, those are a nice treat. But uh, uh, the hens migrate first, obviously. Um, so you kill a lot of hens. You'll get some drakes, but the, you, the real stud drakes start coming down in late December. And if you're still out there, you're lucky. The hens migrate first. I never heard of that before. I've never heard of that. You'll see the hens first. Really? It's either hens first, hundred percent. Huh? That's crazy. Five thousand. I wonder why. You will see. You'll you go out to the lake and see a, a raft of two thousand ducks and not a single green hen in one of them. Did, have you ever heard as to why that is? I have no clue. Nobody's ever said. I've never even heard it's of just, that before. That's interesting. Yeah, no clue. It's something I've learned in the last couple of years. I've gotten into diver hunting in the last couple of years. I got one one of my buddies that's a die hired, and that's one of the things we've noticed is. First couple of weeks, you'll start seeing divers. You won't see a single drake. But it's just golden eyes. Mostly golden eyes. Yeah, you'll get. Uh, we kill a lot of ringnecks here. Um, I mean, it's only the golden eyes that just the females go rafts for before the drakes do. Yeah, it's a weird thing. I don't. I don't know what it is. You'll kill a, a lot of a lot of hen golden eyes. And then how long? How long is it mainly just ten golden? Is it a week or two? Is it a month? How long? A week or two depends on the weather. Once it starts getting real cold up north into Canada, they'll start pushing. It, it, it all it all depends on the weather. Now, do y'all kill Jack Minor bands there? What's that? Do y'all kill Jack Minor bands where you're at? No. No Jack Miners. I was thinking that was the area no. that would be them. I guess it's around Cleveland area that they're. In. I guess. I always thought around that. Uh, Quebec area was what, where they got a lot of miners. What's Maybe the coldest? Ontario. What's the coldest day you've hunted? Uh, probably without wind chill, probably negative fifteen, negative twenty. Fuck! Wow, you are a tough sucker. And that's on the lake, so you're not hiding from nothing. Oh, oh you are a tough sucker, boy. Got him, buddy. You're, you're leaned up against a rock on an island. 
They don't even. <laughs> that don't even sound fun. How did you do that? God day? Almighty! Mm. How'd you do that? Day? Uh, pretty good. Really? That was divers. We got a. Uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of islands in the lake, and they'll raft up pretty well by those islands. Uh, feeding off small fish, obviously, out by those islands, and it, we'll bring a boat right out there. Park the boat on one side of the island, go to the other side, and lay under the rocks, and Oof. set up right there. What, what, uh, it's uh, it's it's nothing for to be hunting on zero degrees and less. What what are you wearing? Clothes wise, you wool I'm layered up pretty, pretty damn well. Are you wearing are you wearing wool stuff? Oh yeah, wool. Uh, underneath my waders, I usually wear some wool. Uh, double up on thermal socks. I would uh, hope so. 1,600 milligram waders. Oh. Can you imagine being in oh, fucking yeah. waders at that cold? Fucking sounds it miserable. Gets, it gets tough. How deep is the water? It all depends where you are. The the, the deepest the lake gets, I don't personally know, but I, I've always thought it's around 100 feet. I could be wrong. Fuck. But wow. It, it, off the islands, it gets deep pretty quick. So you can ice fish and duck hunt the same day, basically, there. You can ice fish and duck hunt the same day, 100%. <laughs> I did, I've done it. I, I did it this past year. So when you're I on... Kill, I, was killing, go ahead. I was killing black ducks out of the river and ice fishing 200 feet away on the lake. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. So when you're when you're on this island, what kind of decoy? Are you running those lines or are you just running... Uh, is it shallow enough kind of where you're at that you can just run your regular decoys? It's shallow enough you can run regular decoys, but we're, I usually always run a couple lines, kind of make like a runway into a pot of decoys. Right. Uh, for divers, anyway. Um, and, it, and I think that works well. I guess when it's that damn cold, you don't have to be out there at first light. They're going to fly all day, just about. No, you don't have to be. The, that that cold, they're rafting up pretty well out in the middle of the lake, but that divers, they'll move all, nearly all day long. They'll move around. As much as they want, they're not as dependent on daylight and all that type of stuff. Well, but you kill some big old bull can- um, canvas backs too. Then we do. It's not that common around here. You'll see them, but it's not that. I mean, that would be a treat to kill a canvas back too. So, well, they're a beautiful. Duck. We don't. I've never seen more than like twenty at a time. Now, now we got a friend of ours, Rory, that lives in Canada, and he's the bufflehead king. You're not going out <laughs> trying to shoot buffleheads, are you? We 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 see some buffaloes here, plenty of them. But you don't target them. A lot of bluebills. A lot of bluebills. When whenever these birds are rafted up like that, it, is it one or two at a time coming to you? Is it big flocks? Is it the whole anywhere, shebang? Anywhere from one to two to a hundred of them. Wow. Bluebills, uh, buffaloes are pretty common to be flying packs of twenty to fifty. The way I've seen it, and I've only been into diver hunting the last like three, four years. I had one of my buddies that that put me on the boat and said, "Well, I want to kill in the late season, so let's do it." So I've been learning as I go the last couple of years. But what I've noticed, you'll have you'll have uh, buffaloes coming at thirty, forty at a time, and at last second they'll peel off on you, and that's that's when you're taking them. You you know what? And they are some fast birds, man. You got to be on them. See there, Jeff. They're sporty. Um, the thing I've noticed here about not shooting buffaloes, but shooting ringnecks is. Is you can shoot a flock of ringnecks, and them fuckers will make a big pass and come right back in again. Oh yeah, R- ringnecks are deemed pretty dumb around here, honestly. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, a lot of people personally won't even shoot them. 
Well, I've never been to that mindset. If I go duck hunting, I'm going to be shooting some ducks. A lot of people around here will avoid cornering nuts. Well, and these buffle heads sound like it's a lot of fun. If you're getting a group of 30 coming in, I'd shoot into oh, yeah. it. Fuck yeah, that it sounds fun. A lot of fun. Buffalo heads, I tell you what, those things are speeding demons. And at last second, they're going to peel off on you, and you ain't got a second to think about it. Do y'all have a teal season up there? We don't have a teal season, nope. You probably You'll see them you... in the early season around with the woodies. The first, that first week of duck season, you're killing a lot of woodies. A lot of teal. Uh, you'll see some gadwall and widgeon here and there. Um, some mallards, but mostly woodies and teal. What teal? Green wing or blue wing? Green wing. See, that's our winter teal. You'll, you'll see blue wing, but it's nothing like the green wing. You'll see 10 green wing to one blue wing. Yeah, see, we shoot blue wings here in the su- in September, the summer season, our teal season. And then we'll shoot. Yeah, we'll yeah sh- they don't do it. They don't do a teal season here. I think, I wish they would. I think you have enough to do it to do one with mm-hmm. probably a week or two but now i've never uh shot into a big group of buffalo heads so how do they compare to like a group of teal are they faster or are they about the same i think they're about the same but i think buffalo heads are just more unpredictable they're gonna you know teal you can kind of read them a little bit and what they're gonna do or they're either gonna pass right by or they're gonna drop in real quick mm-hmm. buffalo heads some things are coming straight at you at 100 miles an hour and at any second they're just gonna all peel off all together at one time and then that's and, when you and, shoot and, them yeah you can't you can't really read what they're gonna do but you know at one point they're gonna do it and that's when you're gonna pull off on them <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun yeah i mean i'm not, not... it is a lot of fun you get a group of them things coming in because it if everything looks all perfect. Like, oh my God, they're coming straight at us! Here we go! <laughs> yeah, and then boom, they just curve, and you got you got a second to pull off, or you're missing. <laughs> I'm missing anyway, but I'm shooting three at them now. Right? What river up there is the big river that runs through there? The Missisquoi. Yeah, I would have. I would have fucked that up pronouncing that. So do you? Yeah, uh, that's a that's a uh, Abenaki name around here. A lot of Indian. What uh, do you, have you ever gotten a a band off of a bufflehead? No, I haven't personally. Shit, we're gonna talk to somebody one day. That's got you don't one. see you don't see many divers with bands around here. Yeah, I, don't, I, know. I, I don't I don't know if they don't ban them as much or if it's just one of those things where there's so many of them that you know the the population doesn't get you know. But no, you don't see many banded divers around here. That'd be a treat. What about your early season goose? Are you wiping out the bands with them? It, it's doable. I know because uh, they banned around here. Right. So, uh, I mean, to knock some guys, but there's there's guys that I know that that know what field they're banning at and know the birds that are living there. And come September one, if they go there, they're going to kill thirty bands. Right. So, but which is cool. But I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't see the coolness in that. Like, what do you do? It got banned three months ago. What's the big food <laughs> about it? Yeah. Um, you're defeating the purpose. Yeah, exactly. A lot of guys will do that, though. You know, they'll find this banding project yeah. and then they'll hunt the field next to it and just wipe them out and act like they've really done something. Yeah. But yeah, we only killed uh, nine bands this year. We killed 278 big geese. That was a big number for us this year. Uh, we killed nine bands, I think it was, and and 90 percent of them weren't from around here. A lot of Quebec. Really? Yeah, and that was in the early season. So you, you you'll see the. The Quebec residents, I'm talking, you know, anywhere from 20 to 150 miles away, they're starting to move somewhat early and coming down, you know, yeah. a couple years old, or, or they they started residing here, you know. See, that's cool. You know, you're shooting a bird that's banded a couple hours away that, you know, you're not just shooting one that's 
got banded one day and turned out the next, and then all exactly. That's that's the big joke around here. If you you got what's called the islands, which is there's a group of islands, um, like big islands that are towns in between the inland state of Vermont and New York. And when you kill a band in the islands, it's a joke saying, "Yep, it's another island bird," because it's where they ban them. So it's uh, it's the joke saying, "Oh, great, it got banned just three miles away." You know, <laughs> so we all joke about that until we until we report it. And we're like, "Oh, cool, it's from Quebec." You know, that's cool. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm much more I'm much more on uh, on that train than I am just seeing where the seeing where the government is banning birds. You know, exactly. One of the coolest ones I've killed was a, a banded Drake mallard. Uh, from British Columbia, right here local, I killed it, and it was, uh, it's on my Instagram page, but it, it had one leg, and the other leg was banded. Really? It was, it was one, it had one leg, must have been bit off by a pike. Uh-huh. Uh, it was healed, so it wasn't a recent, a recent ordeal. No. Uh, and the other leg was banded, so I thought that was a pretty, pretty damn cool, cool bird. You know what sucks is it was probably, it probably had a reward band on it. That right, is, that, that's, that, that's what the joke was. It said it probably had a green man on the other side. I, yep, probably did. And it's sitting in the belly of a pike somewhere. But yeah, that was all the way from British Columbia, which I, if I remember right, we're talking six hundred miles away. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. How old was he? He was four years old. That's pretty badass. This was a couple years back now, but I thought that was a, a damn cool bird. Did you mount him? I mounted it. Yeah, it's on the taxi there. I, I gotta go pick it up soon here. Anyway. That's badass. That'll look cool on the wall. How did you, uh, did you get him stand? Did you get him, surely you got him coming in with his feet down, I guess? I got him with his feet down, locked right up with his wings right out. That'll be cool. Whenever you like get, the brakes on. whenever you get that, uh, that, that mount back, be sure and put it up on our, uh, podcast I've got page. a picture of it from the taxidermist. I'll put it up today. Yeah, yeah put it up. I think guys would like to see it. That'll that, be that's cool. a cool bird. I, I always joked about it after the fact, cause I shot him as he came in. He's a lone bird, come right in, lot from a mile away. Mm-hmm. And I always joked about it. I said, I wish I would have let him land to see how he swam. <laughs> he would do circles. He's swimming circles. So do you, yeah. do you hunt Lake Champlain? We hunt Lake Champlain a lot, yep. That's a big old lake. It's Is it deep water? It's a pretty big lake, yep. Not, it, they consider it the the uh, another one of the great lakes unofficially. It's a big sucker, I'm telling you right now. So Yeah, it's a big lake. Do you uh Do you moose hunt up there? There is moose hunting. I don't do it. You have to pull a permit from the state, and they don't give very many at all. Do you, um, do you see up moose in the Northeast lot? Kingdom, which is which is where the mountains are here in Vermont, you can have some pretty good moose hunting. Um, it's being overrun pretty bad by the ticks up here. The, but the, I, I think they need to make a step on that pretty soon with the ticks. So that's that's getting bad. The ticks are bad, huh? But I, from what I'm hearing, they're pulling a couple thousand off of dead moose. Oh shit! That's disgusting. Yeah. We have yeah, we have ticks down here. They're bad on pigs that we get, but I mean, not a couple thousand. I wouldn't fucking touch a pig. Ooh. They're bad up here. I'm already seeing posts about them, and it. And we had a frost last night, and they're and they're already all the sugar makers are talking about ticks being out already. So, I mean, are, are these ticks? Are they like, you know, if you get bit by one, are you going to get Lyme disease? As a person. <laughs> No, but you should definitely go get tested. I know personally like five people that have Lyme around here. Really? That's a horrible so deal. So it, 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 it's it's definitely nothing you want to fuck around with. If it's been embedded in you, and I've had some embedded in me, and I've been tested like two or three times, but it, it's nothing you want to fuck around with. What uh, what all does it do to you? 
uh, from what I've seen of people, it's, it just shuts their immune system right down from years. It takes a couple, it takes years, but it's, it's just shutting their immune system down and they're just weak and sick and. But it's treatable? It, it's treatable, but it kills you slowly either way. Oh. We have a lady in town that has it and it just changed I think, her I think life. the treatable fire is slowing it down a bit, you know? Right. And, and my goodness, cause I've had ticks on me before and I've never really thought anything of them. I mean, I don't have, yeah. not a lot, but. There have been times that I found one, and fucking, you talk about creepy crawlies forever. For the next week. Oh yeah, week. There's, there's there's some weird. I had one in my back last year. I thought it was it was like a pimple or a bump on my back. I kept feeling. I was like, wow. I looked in the mirror and I was like, "Yep, it's a fucking tick." And he was about halfway embedded into me. Oh so fuck! I, I had to get that removed, and then uh, I oh. got the testing done, but I was fine. How do they test you? But Just draw blood. Yeah, but it, it's fucking weird seeing them things, man. It, you you've got. A little tiny creature, like literally sticking halfway into your body. You know, you could see the ass end of it sticking out, mm-hmm. and you, you want to remove it a certain way, or out because the head is what matters the most. You got to get the head out, and obviously the head is the import is the one is the part that's sticking in the furthest. So if you don't get it early and it's embedded pretty well, you you got to get it removed the right way. Well, ugh, goddamn, you're making my fucking ass hurt just thinking about that. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, it, mm. it, it's a it's a weird thing to think about. There's a picture of uh, some deer and like her ear. I think it's a doe, and her ears are just solid, solid ticks. Yeah, you, you see it a lot on deer here. That's the first thing you do is, is check for ticks. I wouldn't want to fucking shoot a deer. Mm. It ain't nothing to find twenty, thirty to hundred on a deer. <sighs> now, is it yeah, safe? Is uh, it safe if you if you shoot a deer that's just covered in ticks? Is it safe to eat the meat? I've never been in a situation where I've had to throw one away, but I've also never found one with more than like ten, fifteen on it. Right. So it, it's hard to say. I, I, I'm not much of a deer hunter anymore. I did growing up, but I, I dropped all my droplets into the bucket of waterfowl. So I don't. I've never ran into it personally myself. Yeah, I, I'm assuming y'all are covered up with bears up there too. We've got some bears up here. Yeah. It, it can get decent, decent bear hunting up here. Uh, like I said, up in the mountains, they call it the Northeast Kingdom here. That's uh, in, the, in the northeast corner of Vermont. You can get into some damn good bear hunting, for sure. Are they a problem like where you are, like where your house and shit is? No, no, no. I'm out I'm out, kind of somewhat secluded in my area. I don't personally have a problem. Every once in a while, ever someone will post that they saw a bear somewhere in our town, but it's they're, they're not a problem around here. Up in the kingdom, from what I've noticed, that they they can be quite the nuisance. They'll get in the garbage and bird feeders and shit. Yeah, they're a pain in the ass. Where I mean, if you've got a big number of them, that's what a lot of people now, say is just talking about bear. Hate to get off topic real quick, but did you see Alex Langbell's post on Instagram no. yesterday? No, Alex Langbell Outdoors. Go check it out. It's the wildest thing you ever see on the internet. I promise by it. Alex Langman. It, it was a guided Alaska bear hunt, and a and a massive grizzly ripped this guy's face off. And this guy is alive and talking, and his face is completely gone. Is he driving to the to the hospital? No, he he. They're out they're out in the middle of fucking nowhere in Alaska, and he just it just happened. And I guess the sun shot shot the bear off of his face with a with a Ruger revolver. Fuck. You want to talk about the wildest thing you see on the internet? Go check that out. It's like. He has a post, and it's like four or five slides in, and the fuck. guy is awake and talking about the story, and his oh, face is gone. Fuck. Fuck I just looked at that picture, me. motherfucker. Oh, Jesus. Mm. The guy is literally talking. 
Uh, oh, shit. That's fucking, that's no good. Mm. That's the wildest thing I've seen on the internet. He's alive still. That's after, he's his, alive and that's after his surgery. How the fuck do you even, like, reconstruct that as a... Doctor's a hell of a job. I know. Hell of a job. You see, it, 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 Lost an you know, eye. <laughs> and his ears are kind of fucked that's up. That's amazing. He doesn't look near as fucked up as I thought he would be. God, could you imagine yeah, being with your senior and your dad like that? Be like, Dad, you're gonna ha- we're gonna have to go to the doctor. I know. <laughs> and having to, you know, sh- yeah. shoot that bear, it's just nuts. And then to, to be yeah. able to compose yourself enough to take a video afterward of them talking about it, it's just like, wow, that's quite the sight, man. I know you're all in shock at that point, so it's not affecting you. But oh fuck, I feel sorry. I, know, I was on the fire department for for some years, and I've seen some crazy stuff, and that's just wild, man. 2016, I was hunting brown bears with my dad. I ended up saving his life with my Ruger Super Red Hawk Alaskan 454 using 360 grain buffalo bore ammo along with my guide's choice holster. Yeah, he's really, uh, he, he, he's, he's trying to get a repost there is what he's trying to do. Uh, special yeah. thanks. Goes, <laughs> he, he tagged everybody that was with him. So, um, that's fucking wild. And then, I mean, I don't like he's on the back of a uh back of a, a snowmobile. So, you know They're out in the middle of nowhere. They're out in the middle of nowhere. Like it was yeah, a snowmobile exactly. ride to wherever. And you can tell in that video they're just they're just sitting there waiting for help when you know, 'cause they're not they're not even moving, they're not doing anything. He's just sitting there talking. God so they're man. they're pretty much helpless just waiting, you know? Fucking shit. It's nuts. I couldn't imagine. I mean, you, you know, you talk about just a, a helpless feeling. You've got yeah, the bear, exactly. but now you're just fucking praying to God. Because, you know, you're going to bleed a lot with a head wound. You just oh, pray. Yeah. And that, that's, you know, that's pretty deep. Oh. Yeah, Make, I saw that. And I was like, that is the wildest fucking thing. Makes your makes your stomach kind of kind of queasy whenever you see that, just that meat yeah. flapping as, his, as he's talking. That would be hard as a oh. hard seeing your dad like that. God, that poor kid's like. Dad, we really got to get you some help. Mm. Yeah, when you come out of shock after that, that's going to be quite the uh, eye-opener for Th- sure. That's what I was wondering. I wonder if he, like, went into sh- I wonder how painful it actually was. I wonder if he went I'm into sure, shock. I'm sure everyone everyone there is in shock, even even the, the, the son. Uh, it's, it's quite the traumatic event, you know? But I wonder when the pain, like, when the real... Because you're going to get an adrenaline rush, and it's going to block out some oh, yeah. of the pain. But I wonder how long you're sitting there... Before you like Until it kicks in. feel every every little bit, I bet that I couldn't even imagine. I bet that bush pilot was in fucking total shock, dude. Ooh. You should be dead. Yeah, mm. that's, that's the amazing part is the after the surgery. The surgery, how well he looks for that. Yeah, they put that back together pretty damn good. Yeah, because if you saw him on the street, you think that's motherfucker some kind of accident. Mm-hmm. You say, well, I got my face gnawed off by a grizzly bear, dude. You look really fucking good for that. Leonardo yep. DiCaprio did not look that bad in The Revenant. So, uh, mm. I think Hollywood's lying to us on how bad a bear attack can I be. Seen, I saw the guy that got attacked by the bear that drove himself to the hospital. Videos of him. His yeah. face was what's pretty his, I think up. he's. I a, think I've seen what's that one his too, name? Yeah. I don't. I don't remember. T- is it Orr? Tom Orr? Tim Orr? Tim was on the. Tom was on the podcast with us. Tom Orr. No, I think I think he spells his name O R R. Oh, I don't know, but he was fucked up too, big time. See, we don't have his ear was fucked up. Yeah, we don't have bears here, so I'm I'm just engaged with bear talk because I think it's just cool as shit. 
and I've only got. No, you guys got hogs, obviously. Yeah, how aggressive are hogs? Not, they're not aggressive at all. That's a poor they're man. Not aggressive, like, no. like okay, because we don't have anything like that here. So you, all you ever see the hog videos are hogs charging and shit like that. Yeah. So you're like, damn, them fucking things are crazy. Todd Orr was the guy's name that had his ear ripped off by the bear. Yeah, that's nothing in Montana. But yeah, that's that's uh, that's a pussy right there for that <laughs> other guy. That's chump change. <laughs> but I'm uh, friends with him somehow. How the fuck did that happen? You're a celebrity, Andy. I guess so. Yeah, famous guy. He's telling people right have now the, uh, the blue check mark next to your name. Right. <laughs> he tells people all the time. Yeah, you know right. that Andy Shaver, the guy that hadn't been bit by a bear. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> that big pussy that that doesn't go into bear country. But uh, no, we we got pigs. Pigs are a poor man's bear. It's what I tell everybody all the time. They're that, everybody thinks that they're going to attack your ass. I can tell you right now. I can walk through the woods and not have a pig around. Wouldn't worry about it. One time in my life. Did I ever have pig charge at me, and he didn't charge at me? I don't think. Just trying to get. Away. I walked up to him a bunch, of, a group of them at night, and it's with a guy, and he shot into a group of about 70, 80 pigs, and they scattered all different ways, and one of them come running right at us, and I jumped up on the four wheeler and he hit the four wheeler. They don't see very good, and I don't think he was. Yeah, trying. he didn't even know you were there. No, exactly. And but he hit the four wheeler. I jumped up on it and he hit it, and that's the only time that I've ever had. I I, I do know a guy that used to guide waterfowl hunts here. That he was walking back to his truck one day to park the trucks in a brush, and a pig ran at him that had been run over, had a broke leg on it, and it hit him, and it cut him from his knee to about his hip, and boy, it fucked him up because he got all kinds of fungus and shit in it. They, that's the only person I know that's ever been attacked by a pig. They said what was bad with him was the tusk went in, and it kind of, you know, you've seen a, a pig's tusk, and that was the only puncture wound. So you're talking the size of maybe a nickel? In like his inner thigh, but they said what happened was that tusk like ripped, so it ripped the skin from the muscle on a much bigger area, and they said treating yeah. that was what was tough. So he got an infection. He got all sorts of shit. They thought he was going to lose his leg. They were worried about him losing his life. Oh shit! Yeah, that's no good. But that was that's like that's the only instance that I can remember of a pig. That's the only one I know of of anybody actually getting attacked by a pig. I and that was just a fucked up deal because that pig had got ran over and it was in the ditch that he was crossing to get back to his waterfowl spread, and he like stepped over it basically. So oh, I mean, yeah, it, they're just as scared as you as you are of them. Yeah, you know, they're fucking bear. They're not. I mean, they don't have claws and shit. I mean, they could knock you over. Them fucking teeth are sharp as shit. But I've never heard of one jumping on one. Now. And they smell fucking atrocious, and I'm assuming a bear stinks probably like a pig does. Yeah, bears stink pretty bad. And yeah. dragging them to the woods, man, it's it's like it's like filling a fucking garbage bag full of water and trying to pull it to the woods. <laughs> it is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> and it, what what time of year do you shoot them? Like September, October, or spring? Yeah, it's usually in the fall. I've never shot one. I've gone once with my uncle when I was a kid, but we didn't have any luck. Uh, they do a lot of uh, dog running for bear here. The yeah. running dog is pretty big here for coons, coyotes, bear. You can't do it for deer. Now, what do the bear do? Do they just tree up or what? They tree up, yep. I was in northern Wisconsin 20-something years ago, and I was on, we was on a county road. And all of a sudden, there was fucking people everywhere. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And dudes had these big antennas, like TV antennas above their door, and they were chasing bears with the dog, and they were trying to get the signal and shit. I was pretty, it's a pretty cool thing to see. Yeah, I was very interested. I was like, fuck, let's go with him. I want to see a bear, <laughs> you know. Um, so back to waterfowl, Do you? so you're hunting, is it mainly standing corn that you're hunting in? Because you said the, the crops aren't ready? A lot of early season 
in all grass fields. Oh, okay. So you're not even hunting corn. No, we're not even touching corn. Nope. How big is spread y'all There'll now? be some occasions where we can hide and stand in corn or hunting a grass field, but most of the time we're in layouts covered up in grass. That standing corn's just got to be the cat's meow. Just fucking tuck up it, back up into it, and just go to work. Yeah. Yeah, because hiding grass can get tough depending on how short it is. You know, you gotta, you, there's a lot of times where we're going out the night before with headlamps finding long grass somewhere in a field and pulling it. Have you thought about the A-frames? You think they'd work up there? We've got some A-frames. We haven't had, we haven't been able to use them yet. Uh, but it's just the luck with our field of not having a fucking tree line or something, it's just, <laughs> or a ditch line. We're just shitting in a barrel on that one, so it, we we barely ever have a choice. That so it's just this. It's just the open field. No nothing around yeah. it. That sucks. We've got we've got a lot of uh, a lot of tree lines here because obviously a lot of wood. But ninety percent of the time, the birds don't want to be anywhere near it. Yeah. So and I, I hate to take the rest to be hundred yards away from. Yeah, so you're just mainly using layouts? Yeah, layouts. What do you do? Grassing up like crazy. You just grab the tallest grass that you can get and cover them up? Uh, yeah, find the tallest grass we can get so it takes less time and just go to it. Mm. You do we it every day? We've days, though, where we're pulling fucking four-inch grass, and we're sitting there for hours in the morning pulling grass. <laughs> or we'll, we'll we'll like we'll find some tall grass and we'll go out with a weed whacker and mow down a pile of it and load it up in a trash bag or something, bring it over. Yeah, Oof, that would suck so bad. Um, but yeah, a lot of ninety all of our geese this past year were in grass field except for uh, probably two three hunts. We were in a cover crop barley field. That was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, do you? But we don't see much. We don't see much of that around here. We use a hedge trimmer, and it kind of it doesn't fling your your grass as far. So yeah. the hedge trimmer will just kind of cut it, and then it'll just lay over. It's pretty easy to to pick up. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, that that makes sense because that is a problem. I just throw it fucking everywhere. Yeah, weed whackers will uh, they'll kind of fling it everywhere, but that hedge trimmer you can just get right along the right along the base, and it'll just lay right over nice for you. I'm gonna use that idea this year for sure. It works. It works pretty good, but fuck, I couldn't imagine just four inch grass and trying to cover cover your blind yeah, with it. It takes some time. How big of a spread are you throwing yeah, out? Uh, early season, it's around probably five dozen. Mm-hmm. Um, later in the season, as it goes, what we try and stay with is is matching exactly what's there. Yeah, that seems to work for us. Um. But it's anywhere from five up to ten dozen later in the year. Yeah. Do y'all have sandhill no. cranes there? No. Swans, lots of swans, I bet. You'll see some swans come through. Uh, ironic story, the town next to me where I grew up is called Swanton. And it's got its name because years, years ago, Queen Elizabeth gifted the town two swans. And that's been the, the mascot ever since. And swan and in the in the village green, the park they have a swan pond with two mute swans that live there. So it's a pretty cool thing to see those. But we we see them migrate through once in a while. But you don't. It's, it's not like you can hunt them or anything like that. It's just a treat to watch them. She donated it to Swan. She donated. She they the donated town. it to the town and the, and the town because was... the, the name was Swanton. Mm-hmm. So Queen Elizabeth gifted two. Swans, mute swans. Oh, and oh. ever since you. then, they've they've used that as the mascot, and they've got two swans in the park and everything. I understand. I understand now. 
And they are some mean fuckers, I'll tell you what. <laughs> My yeah. father actually is the head of Chamber of Commerce, and he takes care of them. The and swans? I just helped him like two weeks ago go up to the barn where they keep them at the high school um, and change out the water in their pond. I tell you what, them motherfuckers are mean. <laughs> <laughs> Especially you... right now when they're, they're kind of in like their nesting state. Tell you what, you don't want to keep your leg, hand, foot anywhere near them bastards. <laughs> so you just get close and they lose their minds? Oh yeah, they got a they got quite the pinch on them, and they got a four foot fucking neck, so they can reach over anything. <laughs> uh, we usually corner them up in a corner with a piece of plywood, and you gotta watch it because they'll come right over that plywood with their neck. Oh shit, yeah, or around it, or anywhere else. Yeah, they're they're some big bastards. That is terrible. You don't think about how big those birds are until you're near them. You oh, don't, you don't get birds like that. You know, you get just the biggest bird around here is the greater the greater goose or a turkey. You know what I mean? So it's like okay, whatever. And 90% of the time you get near one of those, they're dead, so it's not a big deal. Yeah. So you get near one of them fucking birds, I tell you what, <laughs> their, neck, their neck's like eight inches around. They damn near look you in the eye. Oh, yeah, they're, they're mean. They're 20-pound birds. They're fucking they're wings. Huge. I'm looking at one right here. Their fucking wingspan's damn near, what, six foot? Yeah, oh, man. yeah, I bet. And a park goose, I mean, them park swans, I'm assuming, are heavier than a regular wild goose Probably. or swan. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, they're they're grain fed. Fucking did. Uh, Seems like you had a bad experience with these things. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you like these swans very much. No, I mean they're they're, they're cool, but I tell you what, behind the scenes, you take care of them. Fucking <laughs> they're not your friend. You, you know, there's some it's little. Cool, it's cool to go with the kiddos and look at them in the park from 20 feet away. Yeah, look how beautiful, look how majestic they are out there. Oh, Just you know, this you know regal creature. beautiful bird. They've whooped some kids' ass. Oh, in that you, park. Yeah, I guarantee you. I guarantee you threw some threw some bread down or something, and then like pump fake the other piece of bread, and it just fucking went to town on his finger. Some pe- oh yeah, some pita lady. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. There are three times the size of the kid throwing the fucking bread <laughs> as it gets. Did you see the video of the two Jakes that attacked the guy? Oh, that was great. Yeah, I saw that. It's on it's on Facebook, and he's he's like calling at him with his mouth, and here they come, and he's he's all giddy at first. He's like, "Fuck yeah, this is awesome." And then those you fuckers. You see the one yesterday going around with a guy. The guy stalks a couple birds and he and he grabs them by the feet. The, with the uh, with the turkey reaping decoy. Yeah. Yeah, I he saw. He doesn't that. even have a gun on. He just goes right up to him and grabs that fucker right by the feet. I'm not doing that because they've got spurs and the strongest no, part of their body and legs. So I'm not. Uh, I've had some running with some fucking geese. I tell you what, I've got a scar on my hand when one of them things bit me. I can honestly tell you. The toughest some bitch in the world when it comes to that is Tony Stanfield. I saw him pick up a fucking or he grabbed an emu one time. Leave that going, Tony. He he grabbed a fucking emu that was stuck in a barbed wire fence. He grabbed both legs at once, and if it wouldn't buy a guy wouldn't have come by with a rope, Tony's ass would still be fucking trying to fight that goddamn He'd emu. Still be wrestling the emu. Jesus. Um, is is it a good turkey hunting up there? Yeah, it's great turkey hunting up there. You got the eastern turkey. All all public uh, land, or you got private. Uh, it's a little bit of both. A lot of a lot of the farms around here, like mom and pop farms, where you, you just go knock on the door and ask them, they're gonna let you. Uh, when it comes to deer hunting around here, that's a whole different story. That, there's a lot of territorial shit going on. So the public hunting is loaded right up, and if you're not on a farm for years on end, or your family hasn't had a farm for years, you, you're probably not gonna be deer hunting much. Yeah, that's kind of the way it is here. Deer hunting, deer hunting. Deer hunting is okay. It's not, I mean, I went on a trip deer hunting a couple years ago to Ohio, 
mm-hmm. and I was in a gas station. They're asking me why I came from Vermont. I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like what? what the, and to them, I guess Vermont, some big deer hunting state. And they're like, Oh, don't you have the big mountain, the big mountain deer up there? And I'm like, huh, come on up. I'll trade you some Ohio land for some Vermont land any day. Cause it's <laughs> not what people are talking about. Did you do any good on your trip? No, I didn't have, we shot like a, just a doe. Um, uh, but going down there, completely blind on public land, it was just one of those wind type of deals. We saw some some great bucks, but we didn't have any opportunities. How far is Ohio from y'all? What kind of drive was it? Uh, we're hunting wise to like Pushotkins, probably ten and a half hours. Mm. And my my uncle and, and cousin are avid deer hunters. They go down every year, kill hundred forty inch deer every year on public land in Ohio. In Ohio, they do great. Huh? But. But up here, you're not seeing much of, if if you're killing a, a buck over 100 inches, everyone in town is going to be talking about it. Yeah. Now, your uncle and cousin, are they kind of familiar with where they go? Like, do they hunt the same public spot every year and they're kind of familiar with it? Is that why they have such a Yeah. From what I've gathered from my cousin, he sits in the same tree every year. Ah, okay. So he's Public just... land. They've, just, they've got it. They've, they had the luck where they went down on a whim. Yeah. And... I think the first year they went down, they had two bucks down in like the first two days. Wow. It was just one of those pure luck type of deals where, you know, roll into the first spot you find, and, and it worked out for them. The, I'm going to switch to bear hunting again. The guys that bear hunt around y'all, are they baiting? Or you, can you bait there or not? Nope, you're not allowed to bait. You're not allowed to bait in Vermont. Anything? Deer also? No, you can't bait anything. Nope. Can you use a spinner? Coyote's about the only thing. Can you use a spinner? Yep. For duck hunting? Well, that's good, at least. Yep, you can use a spinner. See, we kind of cheat down here. We can we can throw out corn for deer. We can throw out corn for turkey. Uh, my buddy that lives in Ohio, I don't. he can't even throw out corn for turkeys. And no, I don't think he can for deer either. I don't have. Well, he's not in the corn field. No, they have pretty strict laws in Ohio. I know uh, when we were down there, one of the locals was telling us, like, just trespassing in general with, without a gun is like 90 days in jail. Oof. That's a good law, though. And again, I, from what I was told, I don't know exactly, but I was told if you're in the pursuit of a deer, it's a couple of years. What? But I don't know how official that is. That's just some local telling me, so I don't know if he was just trying to put that in my ear or what. But you can sell crack to a seven-year-old and you only get 30 days. Yeah, exactly. But no, there's no baiting here in Vermont. Mm. Um, Makes it tricky. I think there should be, but we all have our opinions. So, so do you guys? You, you said you ice fish. Also, do you use the shanties, or do you just set bare ass out on the ice? Both. I mean, Whoa. a lot of people have big old camper shanties where they'll park it in one spot and not leave for the year. Or you'll have, you know, I'll go out and just sit on a bucket and catch a pail of perch for dinner and, and head home type of deal. You know, you got a lot of both, but it. it Plenty of people have big old campers, sixteen foot campers, all decorated out out there. When, when did the ice? I'm I'm assuming y'all didn't have much winter this year, like we didn't. Is that correct, or did y'all have a lot of winter? Not much snow. We had plenty of ice. It was colder than a motherfucker this year. So when when did they start taking the ice shanties off? Uh, probably two to three weeks ago. I know right now is you're lucky if you can find some fishable ice right now. How, what's, we had uh, a couple sixty degree days with some rain, and that pretty much ruined it. What's the minimum? What does ice have to get to when you when you take your shanty off? Is it four inches or more than that? Well, uh, depending on how big of a shanty, if you're talking like an actual camper, yeah. uh, like a 
in a pop-up camper t- size thing, you're going to want probably eight inches. Eight inches? Yeah. Uh, I mean, some people will do it with six with a four-wheeler, but I don't know. Some people are more ballsy than others. My buddy that that used to work for us down here, he lives in Minnesota, and he talks about taking a four-wheeler out there and, like, hearing the ice crack below, and I'm like, fuck, fuck that. There ain't no way. Oh, yeah, you can, yeah, you'll hear the ice cracking and shit. Nope, 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 nope. Hey, Andy, There's even, I saw a video this year, which is a great video. I've seen it myself, but you'll have some real windy days where it'll be wavy underneath the ice, mm-hmm. and the whole, all of the ice will be creating a wave like, and the ice, all, the whole lake's moving, literally. You could watch the ice completely move. You can see the water come in and out of your holes. Mm. I saw a video the other day. I could try and, I'll try and find it, put it on the group. It's a pretty cool video. Not, but yeah, uh, it's nothing to hear the ice cracking. You, you have a car drive by or something, you hear the ice cracking and moving. The car's on the ass also? Oh, yeah, cars, trucks. I've seen a couple years ago, there was an ice fishing derby in St. Albans, a couple towns over, and they were using a full-size fucking farm tractor to plow a road. <laughs> That's not my cup of tea. It's for boys from like West Texas. You're talking like 40, just... 50, 60,000 pound tractor. <laughs> yeah, that's not my cup See, of tea. Guys from West Texas, we just cannot fathom. I mean, it's just hard for us to imagine this. I'm scared of water and I'm scared of ice. It's just crazy to think of it. And it's considered a state highway when it throws, too. So you, you, you can get pulled over on the ice. You can't drive drunk on the ice. You're going to have your four wheeler registered and insured. Like it's. It's a state highway that that could be patrolled if they want it. <laughs> That's awesome. You can't, you can't speed on the ice. You what's the speed limit on the ice? I don't know if there is an exact speed limit, but <laughs> just you can don't definitely speed. get pulled over going too fast. <laughs> Have you ever seen you some... You can't just hop on and start sending. You ever seen some fucker running radar on one of them things? <laughs> that would be fucking quite the sight. <laughs> just out in the middle of... Not hitting at all, just fucking running radar. Well, Judge, I got yeah. I was going 55 on the ice. We're at. I was in the but, yeah, they're right. considered a state highway, so you got to be insured, and all your four-wheelers have to be registered and all that good shit. The government's getting their cut. That's right. That's yeah, right. especially in Vermont. They're going to get it. <laughs> how, how does that work the for... A, loss here and not. How, how does that work for a guy that's a hunter and stuff? Because I'm a, is Bernie is pretty much he's pretty well locked up there, isn't he? He is, but the the only reason you, you're gonna think think of it this way: so Bernie's supported in the big cities, so you got Burlington, Rutland. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've got more people in those cities that aren't from here that are voting for Bernie versus the people like me that are in the, out in the outskirts, actually, you know, hunting, fishing, making maple syrup, drinking beer, like. So those people are outpopulating the true Vermonters, per se. So the true Vermonters are not Bernie guys. I I don't think the true Vermonters are Bernie Bernie supporters, to be honest. Unless it's just me, little small-town boy up here. But I I can count on my single-hand people I know in Franklin County that are Bernie supporters. Everybody I know that's from Vermont, like you said, that's actual someone from Vermont, are not Bernie people. Really good people. So these are all transplants that came to Burlington? That's what I think. I mean, UVM, University of Vermont, that, that, that's a massive population of people. Right. That's probably about like Colorado. You take yeah. away all the California people that moved to Colorado. But yeah, Burlington like is, is a little tiny Democrat city. Hmm. And the, the ex-chief of police that just got done for quite the big scandal he had going on, what he was a New York City transplant. What happened there? I hadn't heard this. He, uh, him and I think it was like three of the chiefs below him 
were using fake Twitter and Facebook accounts to troll people that were trolling them. <laughs> huh? People were yeah, trolling so like them? people that weren't supporters of him would be blasting him on social media, so he made a fake account to go blast them. <laughs> and what? he got fired for it, which was a big deal. And then the next chief steps up to take his spot, and, oh, my God, we investigate him. He does it, too. And the third one comes in, oh, my God, he does it, too. So they were in quite the scramble for a couple of weeks. They didn't have a police chief and nothing. That's awesome. Small town politics. It was quite a funny ordeal. <laughs> what was he saying to these people, do you know? I have no clue what it was, but I, I, don't, I would assume it's got to be pretty nasty. I mean, it, it, I don't think that would be that big of a deal if he was just trolling, but it had to have been pretty nasty, I, I would assume. It'd be funny if he was, like, going through, like, if these people had been arrested for something, and he's, like, going through the police database, and I'm like, oh, so-and-so, you've got uh, right, just outstanding on Just fucking airing out all their dirty laundry. Yeah, I, I thought it was quite funny. What a mess! So tell us about the sugar, the sugar farmers. Is that season going on right now? It's it's full blown sugar season right now. now I've seen that They're running I've, like crazy. I've seen videos of it. And I've never seen it. So basically, they just run a hose from tree to tree to tree and they buckets, right? The big the big maple producers are running a tap uh, to a hose, and they're using either gravity or pumps pump it to a central location and then take it from there back to their sugar house and it's nothing for the big for the big guys to have a million taps no wow. shit how how um I, I know absolutely zero about syrup but i love pancakes and waffles so how, how does how much does one tree give it all depends on the weather and how good of a tree it produces it's nothing to have a couple gallons of sap come out of it and how long will that take it takes. Uh, it, it all depends on the weather. So if it freezes, if it freezes at night and then thaws out in the morning, you're going to get a good run. If it comes over freezing temperature, you're going to get a run of that. But with, so you can go days on end with no, with no no freeze, or you can have a good freeze one night, and they'll be boiling like crazy to boil off all their sap, and then it'll start running again. So so okay. And it takes and it takes a lot of sap to make one gallon of maple syrup. Fuck, I can imagine. That. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, yeah. So that, that's what I'm confused about. So when it gets Cause cold. Because now they, a lot of the big guys, they have what's called ROs, which is they're using reverse osmosis to take water out of the sap. So they boil less of a percentage of water while they're boiling. Right. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's quicker. So the, And then there's one company that's taking that water and labeling it as organic water and selling it. For millions of dollars. Because <laughs> it comes out of a tree. It's organic. Organic water. Um, that, yep. that just baffles me. All water's organic. And it's a multi-million dollar business. Wow. So so yep. this tree, they put these taps in these trees. It, explain to me, because how, how how deep are these taps into these big trees? Six inches? A couple inches. A couple inches is all. And then when it freezes yeah. at night. It's a couple it, inches. But when it freezes at night, but it thaws out in the day, to, it's above freezing during the day, is when they produce more? Is when it starts producing sap. Cause so I, when it freezes, it's not producing sap. I've got because a, it's a liquid. It's frozen inside the tree. I've got a bucket at my house that I use to keep kindling wood in. It's a um, Vermont maple bucket, and I'm assuming they don't use them anymore. Do they use buckets still? There's still people that use buckets. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of smaller smaller people that do it for buckets, and I've seen even some big operations are still using buckets. It all depends on 
the accessibility of the trees and and how they're going to be able to flow it. So then they take that sap. And there's, then, there's a quite the science to getting sap out of a tree and getting it to where you need it to collect it. And 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 then once they get the sap to the big area, then they boil the sap to make the. Syrup. Then they bring the sap to the to the sugar house and they boil it. Who's the first son they of a bitch to preheat it and then boil it? I don't know. I can't imagine being the first son of a bitch to come up with this process. Well, take that trash. Right? I think about that with so much shit. I'm like, how the fuck did someone think of this? Oysters yeah. is my oysters is always my first thing. Like, who would have ever thought? You know, somebody was fucking hungry and just threw this rock out of frustration and it busted open yeah. and had this meat in it. And I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm about to starve to death. Let me eat this son of a bitch. Mm. At least if I die, it'll be quick and I can just get this agony of just this uh, hunger Have you guys had with. Vermont maple syrup? Have you had real maple syrup? Yes, yes. Jamie used to bring us a gallon when he worked for us. It okay. came like in a paint thinner can. Rory sent me some uh, smoked maple syrup from, I guess, their, their place in Ontario. Oh, I appreciate that, Rory. Yep. I didn't get any. Okay. So he sent it to his favorite. Okay, so so, but I'm just thinking though. The first guy that said, "You know, we're going to boil that fucking sap and see if we can get something to put on our waffles." That's crazy. Yeah, I don't think yeah, that's I, exactly how it. I well, I, I think about that a thousand times a day. Is random shit. How the fuck they come up with this? Wonder if they like missed a buck and <laughs> shot the tree, and then like right? some and sap. Then there's something running because plenty of trees have sap. That's the thing. There's pine sap. Yeah, that's where you get pine tar. Mm-hmm. You know, so how did who came up with the idea of, of drilling a hole into a tree and seeing what the what what the certain things do? I'm assuming that's just a huge, huge business up there. Oh yeah, it's massive up here. It's I've seen uh, there's some operations that are running two rigs side by side that are five hundred thousand dollar rigs. That's crazy. Never think now. I'm now I'm pissed off. I didn't go up to where they do that at because that's something I would like it's to see. The seen. big maple producers. They they're boiling straight into a fifty five gallon drum and selling it to industries. Yeah, they're not they're not putting it on the on the local fucking market shelf. You know, so does they, you can still every every place you can get it from, but ninety percent of their business is going fifty five gallon drum loading up an eighteen wheeler and sending it. So Aunt Jemima is not running a, a boiling process up there. Aunt Jemima is not tapping trees. <laughs> That stuff's fucking glue compared to this <laughs> shit. Yeah, there's definitely a difference. There's no doubt about it. Because you put that shit on ice cream and everything that y'all have. Oh, yes. Uh, put it on snow. That's a big thing. Snow? Go outside, grab a scoop of snow, put some maple syrup on it. That's a big thing. Huh. Yeah. Put it, on, put it anything. on fucking everything. Put it on anything. Dude, cooking meat, I tell you what, make yourself a deer steak with some onions and then, and then put maple syrup in that pan. Blow your mind. Caramelize it or what? Yep. Blow your mind. Mm. Amazing. It's like the sticky outside and then this fucking just beautiful pink in the middle. Whew. That's why. Yep. I, this is great. Why Put a nice glaze on it. Mm-hmm. This is why I like this segment. It's so popular. Everybody likes hearing about different parts of the country they don't live in, the different things exactly. that y'all have. You know, we, we've got... We got some cactuses out front of the lodge that I've got some Mexican families. They're fighting over getting them to cook. Cactus? Yeah. They come out here all the time, and that's why you'll see the tops of them cut off. Mm. They take the prickly pears off the top, and then some of them cook the cactus. I've seen People cactus. eating so. cactus? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like oh, they, shit. I never heard of that. Take, that. take the stickers off. What and, do they call it? Uh, it's got a name for it. Uh, what is it? Like a fucking vegetable or something? What? No, they, no. they got a name for the cactus when they cut. You can buy them in the stores. Even I've seen them before. Yeah, I've seen them at like H E B and stuff here. Which yeah, is they, just a 
the the ears on them, like on a prickly pear, you can take them and they can cut them in strips and they fry them. They oh, eat them. Shit. They eat them. With, they eat them in the be- in breakfast in the morning. Mushrooms are a big thing here. Yeah, see, we don't have any mushroom in here. I know people going out into the woods and finding massive ass mushrooms and eating them. And this is the time of year you're starting to do that, right? Nepal. Yeah, usually, yeah. usually. Nepalis. In the spring and in the fall, is, is from what I've gathered, they're going out looking for mushrooms. The, the, I don't know. There's tons of types of mushrooms. I don't know which ones they're fucking eating, but I ain't like that. The morels is what they're eating for that. We don't have those here. I know a lot of people talk about they're out turkey hunting, and then they get, they gather all the morels that they can find, shoot a turkey, and then they they have uh, turkey and morel for dinner. I don't. We don't have morels yeah. here, so... That's a big money deal, too, boy. The morels? The big mushroom gatherers. They sell a lot of them things. Evidently, they're just like fucking candy. So I'm jealous of people that get to get to have morels and turkey. I've never eaten one, but I've always, you know, I'll always try it. I mean, I, it'd be my luck. I think there's a mushroom that looks similar to the morel. I'd probably gather it and then poison my whole fucking family. Right? Yeah, fuck you right up. But that's another thing. Like, how many how many people died before they found out that the morel is eatable and sweet and delicious? I mean, how many yeah. people got the wrong mushroom? And either, you don't hear those stories. Either trip their balls off for four days, <laughs> or just the Indians w- went the, to sleep and didn't wake back up. The Indians figured out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumb, dumbass ate the ate the wrong mushroom. <laughs> ate the, we told him not to eat that yeah. mushroom. He's still tripping over there. He's in the happy hunting grounds up there. Yeah, it's like po- poison berries. Obviously, someone ate a fucking poison berry to call him a poison berry. <laughs> yeah. So we don't have any berries here. We don't have no. mushrooms. But I noticed oh, people we got berries are, like crazy here. Raspberries, strawberries, blackberries. Now, do y'all have wild strawberries everywhere? Not really, no. See, we don't have any of that. But I, there's I, wild raspberries and blackberries. Yeah, now I've been in places. No, there's big, there's big ass strawberry farms you can pay to take the family and go pick pick strawberries and shit. I'd just rather go to the store. Just like apples. That's that's some that's a damn good business model there. We'll plan it. <laughs> we'll charge these tourists twice as much. Let them dumb fuckers come pick all of them they want, and they'll walk out the door the happy as hell. Yeah. Well, you, you, and it's all by weight too, so you know little Johnny's picking all the biggest fuckers he can pick, and he only has four in his basket. <laughs> I guarantee you. At seventeen. You know, pounds. so you only lose four strawberries, but it's still fourteen dollars. Yep. yep, that's exactly right. Great business model. Well, you should. Yep. You live in God's country. There's no doubt about it. that's some pretty country up there. When do y'all start getting on the lake fishing, where you can actually get a boat on and fish? Uh, walleye season starts May first. That's a big time. They'll be out before that fishing for crappie and sunnies and shit like that. But the big push comes walleye season. May first is when turkey and walleye open. Okay. Another thing. I say, I watch Upwoods Law or whatever it is in Maine and shit. Shows people at the lake. When do the lakes get warm enough that the bikini season starts? Uh, I'll depend how baldy you are, really. There's Probably five days in July you can do it. I mean, is it basically? June and July, you can start swimming in it. And that's when it's warm but enough the, you can The swim. lake here doesn't get any warmer than, like, I don't know, 50-something degrees. Ooh, fuck that. God so you're, it's cold. You're just sunbathing, basically, bitch. if you're in a bikini. You're not Ooh. getting in the water. I mean, it all depends because there's a lot of sandbars. So, like, you'll you'll roll up to a sandbar. There'll be forty boats there, and people just hanging out partying and shit in the middle of a bay. Yeah, and it's water. only you know a foot deep there, so the water's obviously a hell of a lot warmer. Yeah, Man, that's crazy. That's cold. That's crazy. I mean, that's just yeah, hard it, for us to believe. The water don't get warm here. Are you going to get a turkey this spring? I don't. I don't know. I don't turkey at, turkey hunt as much. 
Uh, I go once in a while. If I if I see it, if I go out and scout and see one, I'm not just gonna go out and sit in the woods and wait. Right. But I do. I I like to walleye fish. But yeah, turkey hunting is a lot of fun, man. Got to get out there. I'm and they're fucking everywhere up here. Oh, how many can you shoot? One. You can shoot two. Two. We got four. You can shoot down two. Here. They they they've got to be uh, a male, so they're gonna be a Jake or a Tom, mm-hmm. and then in the fall you can kill. You can kill whatever. Yeah. That's, one of whatever. So you kill three a year. Yeah, that's the way it is here. We got four for our spring turkey season, so it's pretty fun. Now, what kind of turkey do you guys have there? Rios. Is it a Rio? Okay. Rios, and from what I've gathered, they are just, they're gobble happy. They gobble morning, afternoon, evening. And from what I've heard, Easterns are not that way. So I am happy that I'm going no, after Easter, the Rios. Easterns aren't that, that. No, they're not like that. So They'll gobble your fucking head off in the morning. That's about it. Yeah. That's why I like That's You know, we hunt in the evening. I have very good success in the evening, so that's kind of my favorite time because. And you can't, you can't turkey hunt past noon. Yeah. A lot of places are like that. Thankfully, Texas yeah. is not one of them. Thankfully, we Texas is We don't have the Sunday one. law, so you can hunt on Sundays here. Yeah. I know, I think it's Pennsylvania is the closest where you can't hunt on Sundays. Yeah, not here either. Thank goodness. Seven days a week, baby. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, are you on lockdown or what? Um, I personally am not. I uh, I work at a, a factory that makes a lot of medical parts, so I'm going to be heading back to work Monday. I had this week off. Cool. I didn't have any daycare for my daughter. Right. But, uh. Yes, the, the state lockdown, uh, they did this whole non-essential business thing, which has not changed a fucking thing that we've been doing for weeks. So I don't know what it's going to do. Because yeah. you've got every gas station, hardware store, they're calling essential, and fucking everything that's been open is still going to be open. Yeah. And you can, your local restaurants, you can still go pick up curbside deliver, or delivery. It's like, they haven't, it hasn't changed a thing. So I don't, I don't know what he's thinking, but. Yeah, that's kind of what I've gathered. Uh, Fall. I think shut it down. You got to shut it down for a couple weeks. Yeah, Ohio's it's that tough. way. It's gonna fucking suck. But. Ohio's that way, and uh, they went from restaurants, you know, dine in, closed in, closed the dine in, curbside only, and really, Falks is saying, once they went to shelter in place, not much else has really changed. You can't go anywhere yeah, anyway, so. From what I've, there's, there's, what I've noticed is a lot of big factories are finding a way to consider themselves essential, and right. the state says, okay, you can stay open. Right. Like I know there's, a, there's a factory ten miles away from me makes fucking chocolate chips all day, and they're gonna still be working. Yeah. Hey, How essential is fucking chocolate chips? <laughs> hey, to a fat guy, they're pretty damn essential. <laughs> it's hard times right? out there. People want those chocolate chips. I saw. So I, I don't know. There's, there's Ben and Jerry's ice cream is ten miles away, and they're gonna still be working. Yeah. I saw, well, ice cream's also pretty essential to a fat guy. I saw where uh, <laughs> nationwide or worldwide Hilton hotels uh, have a 9% occupancy. occupancy rate worldwide. So they might as well just shut down. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a horrible deal. And hopefully we'll so, be done with this pretty soon and we'll get back to regular business. I hope so. I, I don't know. I think it's all just a bunch of craziness and all the people freaking out, buying everything up and all that. It's like, that slow down a little bit, chill out. That part I agree with, but it seems like this is pretty bad shit if you get it for a lot of people. Oh, I think I think that the virus is something to take serious, but you got people going out and buying four hundred dollars worth of toilet paper. What the fuck good is that? Yeah. No shit. I heard down or, here or somebody people, somebody bought fifty loaves of bread. What the fuck are you gonna do with fifty loaves yeah. of bread? You have a lot of like, make penicillin. You got the people that go out and buy 
every single hand sanitizer thing in the, in the market. And it's like, you do realize that ain't going to fucking do you no good if little Johnny next door is not wearing it either because you bought it off. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I don't know. I, I think the, the virus is very serious, but I think people are, people, the way they're responding is blowing a little out of proportion the way they're buying things out. Well, if they go to a nationwide lockdown, the motherfucker I feel the sorriest for is that poor bastard's married Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> if love is blind, that motherfucker is Helen Keller. I'm telling you right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bad deal. So, well, we're gonna. I don't know. Yeah, the governor locked us down, but I haven't changed much, so I don't know. Well, you stay safe in this crazy times. We really appreciate you jumping on here with us and uh, telling us about I what it's like. Appreciate you guys there. inviting me over. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate uh, appreciate you letting letting us know what it's like up there. Sounds like you got a pretty sweet setup. So, if you're ever yeah, down, I like it up here tonight. If you're ever down in our neck of the woods, be sure and give us a holler. I'll, we'll make it down eventually. Good. Good. Well, you stay safe up there, bud. Hey, Troy, you have a good day. Right, God guys, bless no. you. You have a good day. You too. I didn't mean to cut him off. Troy Rushlow. Rushlow. From Highgate, Vermont. God's country. It sounds like sounds like a real sweet setup. I'm going <clears> to tell <throat> you, there's some beautiful country up there. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. It reminded me a lot. Well, I don't even know what it reminded me. It was just pretty. I mean, it's upstate. Just, just pretty stuff. It's just good-looking country. Rolling hills, big mountains. Not big, big mountains, not like Colorado, but just yeah, pretty, pretty country. Everybody I met up there was real nice, too. Even the Bernie supporters. Didn't meet a lot of them. Sounds to me like I met some real people from Vermont. <laughs> That's all I got. One well, we lady we... in Vermont, I stopped and got some gas. And I went mm-hmm. in the store, tinkled, got me something to drink, come, and, and I said something to her. Mom was getting a bunch of shit or something. It was about a bunch of snacks or something. And that lady goes, Y'all ain't from around here, are you? I said, no, ma'am. Where are y'all from? She goes, Texas. I said, yes, ma'am, we sure are. She goes, when you said ma'am the first time, I figured that's where you were from. We're the only ones with manners, apparently. I I, I don't know if we are. It just sticks out more. Yeah. I say yes, ma'am, no, the, ma'am, yes, sir, twang, no, sir, all the time. The twang. The twang probably really got them. Yeah. But really interesting. I mean, just really a nice. They were nice people. I was going to tell you a story, too, and I forgot what the fuck it was going to be. Happened that was interesting. I bet it wasn't. It was. Pass the stimulus asshole. bill. Yeah, I don't know how if that's good or bad. It's good if they would do it the right way. I just hope that they get people money into the people's hands and not into all the big corporations. That don't do us no good. No. We bailed out all them car dealerships, and that didn't do us any good. I mean, I guess if you worked for them car dealership and you kept your job, but a group of investors would have come in and scooped that up. There's Lady on the news there. said about a week for people that e-file their taxes, we'll see a check. So... El Jeffo ain't gonna be getting Jeff. Who's most people haven't even done their taxes yet? Well, I think anybody that ha- that like, I think if you e-file, period. Oh, I've e-filed before, I th- but I, twer- I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think she didn't say that you had to file for this year. She just said if you e-filed, you'll probably get a check within a year. I was supposed, I to, mean, within a week. I'm I was sorry. supposed to go or I'll count it two weeks ago, right? And I come home with this shit, and I was like, listen, and he said, well, just mail yeah. it to me. And I hadn't even done it yet. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about it. Well, they pushed it back to what, July? Yeah. July 15th. But that's what I'm saying. A lot of people don't do their taxes. Let me tell you something. Christmas and January people, right? they do their fucking taxes. Yeah. They want to do them January 3rd. Right. Because I've had people work for me. W-2. And they're like, can I get my W-2s? Uh, listen, we're, we just now dropped the ball. It's January 1st. Right. We won't be having them till about January 28th. Yeah. But they're wanting, you know. So those people, they're jumping on it real fast. Yeah. That average business person don't do their taxes between March 15th and April 15th, I think, I guess. I'm Jesse and I are on the ball, and we did ours beginning of March. Just because, I mean, you know, we, we've got 
hunting season's wrapped up and with yeah, but y'all, hours, like we can kind of get our shit together. Jesse's really good about that. If it was oh, yeah. you doing it in charge of it, you'd no. be April 15th. April 15th, and I'd probably file for an extension. Yeah. And that's what I usually do every year. So. And just because I don't want to, I just, I hate it. I hate doing quarterly taxes. Ask me and Tony. You can ask me and Tony what our worst day around here is. Quarterly is the taxes. four days a year we got to do quarterly. And it takes us two, three hours. And it comes around It comes every, around faster every year. It seems like it's fucking last <coughs> week we did them again. We're like, fuck. Yeah. And usually our accountant's on the phone. Hey. And that's it. what I miss about Sandy. She was our, our old accountant, passed away, and his his wife, mm-hmm. she'd, be, she'd stay on me and Tony's ass. And I told her when we first started doing it 20 years ago, I said, Sandy. Stay on our ass. I said, you're going to stay on our ass probably. And she would. Yeah. She was really nice about it always, but she'd be like, guys, it's that time of month again. Yeah. You know, it's, it happens every three months. <laughs> like, geez, I see a, ta- a, a message from her like, fuck, Tony, we got to do taxes. <laughs> Sandy's on our ass. She's getting us. She's but getting she, us. But you know what? We had everything done on time because of that. Yeah. We were bad about it. 52 years old, I think I'm ever going to get good at it. Anything else going on we talk about for a sec? I don't think so. Good podcast. I enjoy these. I love these ones talking to people from different parts of the country. And it ain't just all waterfowl. It's just getting to visit with people about the way they live and the things they do. Because every part of the country is different. Yeah. That's what makes it such a cool deal. And I appreciate everybody being a member of the Big Honker Podcast page. We will be doing a Looking Glass Hunt Club giveaway to be hunted in Knox City at our place, not at Looking Glass's place. We will be doing that. It's going to be in December, and I'll have all the details here probably in the next couple of weeks. We'll start pushing on it, working on it. A uh, guy that won the thing found out yesterday. He hunted with us last year. What's his name again? Dylan? Was it Dylan? De- De- uh, Donovan. Donovan. Donovan Healy. Donovan Healy hunted with us last year with the group out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Be coming back this year. Yep. So, so we look forward to seeing you guys. Appreciate you. Uh, God bless y'all. Everybody have a good day, and uh, wash your hands.